Uh, hi, I'm John Tadaro. I'm uh, a paramedic RN, and I'm the director of the Emergency Medicine Learning and Resource Center, which is located in Orlando, Florida. Uh, and I'm going to tell you a story I had or a little early in my career um, about a cardiac arrest. Uh, I was working in a rural county in central Florida, and uh, we worked very closely with our, our local sheriff's department and got a call one, late one afternoon to uh, a residence. And when I arrived, I uh, was met by an off-duty deputy who informed me that his mother was in the house and she was having pretty intense chest pain, and could I do something about it? And my partner and I went in and put her on a, on a monitor, um, back then a life pack four, uh, and um, put a three-lean on her. And she was talking to us, and we gave her uh, um, some pretty intense chest pain, gave her a nitro, started an IV. And while I was starting the IV, she looked at me and she said, I had introduced myself, and she had said, she looked at me and said, John, I don't think that I'm going to be here much longer. And she literally went into arrest in front of me while I was starting the IV. We uh, immediately um, began CPR and got a, a, an airway, uh, an oral airway in. Um, I had gotten a line just started as she, she went into arrest. Um, we did about a minute, a minute and a half of CPR um, and gave her um, uh, an epi because she was in, in V-fib, and uh, she... Woke up, came back, first save, live save ever. Um, and she did that 17 times on the way to the hospital. Uh, and each time I it was, you know, talking and saying, you know, it's not your time, you're not going to die on us, your son will kill me, you know, those kinds of things to, to yourself, not realizing that, that sometimes patients hear those things. Um, we arrived at the hospital after the 17 times she coded, and each time it only took a couple of seconds of CPR, and she came right back. Uh, in. in fact, we, we gave her very few meds uh, in route. It was about a 20, 25, 30-minute trip to the hospital. Uh, when we arrived at the hospital, um, she was conscious, and as we were wheeling her in and moving her from our stretcher to the hospital stretcher, she turned to me and, and, and said, don't worry, I won't die on you. I don't want my son to kill you. And I was like, I was dumbfounded that she actually heard me say that when I said it under my breath in the back of the unit. Um, she coded six more times in the ER uh, over the next couple of hours until they got a, a pacer in her and um, stabilized her. Uh, and it was an interesting experience because you you know you you make comments like that and you you uh, you don't normally get to see an arrest in front of you like that. It's certainly not 17 times. Uh, and it was a very rural county. Everybody knew everybody. Uh, so it, it was one of those experiences where you think to yourself, oh, my God, i got to watch what I say. And, it, you know, I, from my perspective and my partner's perspective, it, it kind of opened our eyes to, um, you know, the professional side of, of being a medic, the professional side, you know, keeping track of what you say and when, what you do, um, because there's always someone watching. In this case, she was watching. Um, and the other nice thing that came about this is that um, she survived. Uh, so it was truly, in, I was a fairly young paramedic. It was my first save where I actually witnessed the arrest and saved a patient. Um, and, and like I said, the nice thing about it is my partner and I both, for about 10 years until she finally did pass away, um, got a Christmas card from her every year. And every year on the bottom of the card she wrote, I'm doing fine. And you know, she'd say you know, that her son said hello and it's glad that I'm still alive. Uh, so it, it was a it was a, a good experience from that perspective, uh, and, and the, the other uh, part about it um, was it was nice every December to get that card, that Christmas card, and think to yourself, she got another year, you know, and that you had a piece of that, you had a part of that, um, 
So it's, it, was, uh, it was one of those experiences that you say to yourself, that's the reason I, I went into EMS. That's the reason I became an EMT, why I became a paramedic, was to help people. And in this case, I did help, and it happened to be someone I didn't know her directly, but I knew her son and worked very closely with her son. And because of the EMS system in that county and, and the fact that we were able to be there and had advanced life support, um, and this was in the late 70s, early 80s, um, she was able to get 10 more years out of her life and 10 more years with her son and to see her first grandchild, which was uh, a good experience for her and was certainly a great experience for us when she brought him by the, the, the station to meet us. Open Airways podcasts are produced by FISDAP with support from EMSresponder.com. All recordings express the opinions and experience of the speaker and do not constitute legal or medical advice. This and other recordings can be found at www.openairways.net.